The following program contains mature subject matter. Listener discretion is advised. Turn us on and the satisfaction's guaranteed. Frank discussion with passion on CJD 800. On Monday night, we asked the guys what they hate that things that women do during sex. Well, tonight, equal time for the ladies on the Passion View. Women will reveal what they hate men do during sex. Of course, you can put in your two cents as well. But first... Time to check out our inbox. Your texts are always welcome. Connect with Passion at 514-800. Time to answer some of your questions. Some of them are by email, laurie at drlaurie.com. So there was a leftover one from yesterday. Um, there was a, a question somebody had asked. Uh, I've been diagnosed with, uh, with AIDS. What do I do now? And then I answered... Uh, with the assumption that they were diagnosed with HIV. But then somebody says, well, what if the person actually has AIDS? So I just want to explain it a little bit uh, so we're all on the same page. So AIDS stands for Acquired Immune Deficiency Syndrome, um, or it's considered a, a late-stage HIV. So basically, AIDS is a set of symptoms and illnesses that will develop as a result of advanced HIV infection, which has already destroyed the uh, immune system. And the symptoms or the illnesses um, or the advanced uh, HIV infection is ultimately called AIDS when it's that Advance. It transforms itself into AIDS if it is left untreated. But today we have so many uh, treatments available. So a person who's living with HIV is considered to have developed AIDS when their immune system is so weak that it can't fight off uh, infections and diseases like opportunistic infections and diseases like pneumonia or meningitis and some cancers. Uh, the most uh, common opportunistic infection that uh, leads to death is tuberculosis. So, but again, most people, um, this is if like if you, without treatment, it's a gradual weakening of the body's immune system, which usually happens over a period of 10 years without treatment. But with treatment, people with HIV live uh, just as long a life and a and healthy life. This is why it's so important to get regularly tested because you may not know. In fact, there's... Um, there's quite a number. I'm trying to find the percentage. I think, yeah, 60% of people living with HIV are unaware of their status. So 60% of people don't know it because they, there are no symptoms, which is why it's absolutely necessary that if you're sexually active, that the minimum once a year, you have all the tests done for sexually transmitted uh, infections. So I hope that uh, that answers that. Uh, before I answer another question, I just want to uh, make a couple of announcements uh, because, uh, well, it'll be over by Monday. That is our uh, silent auction. We've got a painting by Eric Waugh. He painted it at our 20th anniversary uh, party. He painted it live in front of our studio audience, and it is now 
now up for auctions. Part of the proceeds are going to the Sexual Health Network of Quebec to support sex education in public schools. So this is your chance to own an amazing piece of art by this great artist and, of course, to help a, a great cause. The, uh, the bidding has gone up now to $650. So if anybody is interested, go to my Facebook page, Dr. Lori Batito, and you can, uh, you can bid on the page. There's a silent auction so you can see what the, what the bids are like. And also put this in your calendars. September 29th, the Kirkland Library is offering a series of uh, conferences and activities. I will be speaking on the 29th, uh, talking about, uh, love and sex in the senior year. So if you're interested, you can register at the library in Kirkland or you can call 514-630-2726. All right, a couple more questions here to answer before we get to our passion view. My girlfriend and I have 13 years difference. I work and she goes to school every day and works from mid-afternoon till evening. In today's society, when a couple is dating, is it 50-50? Because most of the time I pay when we go out. I understand that she has to pay for things like her bus pass and buy food and pay her monthly rent at, uh, at residence at school. She says that she is broke most of the time. I live with my parents. Because I love her so much, um, I'm willing to move on, move on my own and her coming at my place most of the times. But I ask myself, is this the right choice for me since I see that she can't afford to buy things to help out for my new place and that makes me feel insecure with her. Okay, but here's the thing. You're, you've got a 13-year difference. She's in school. She's just starting out in life. I'm not sure what you expect, uh, but it's not like across the board, things have to be 50-50. She can contribute to the relationship in other ways, maybe you know, cleaning up or uh, cooking or doing doing other things that she can uh, contribute. It can't be 50-50 for now, unless you don't go out anywhere and you don't spend any money and all your dates are at home. So I think it's a little bit unrealistic to uh, to think that right off the bat when you're when you're dating somebody who is of school age in other words school age meaning uh, university age and this is what they're focusing on and they're just earning enough money to survive that they should expect to that you should expect the 50/50 all right. I don't know if anybody else has any input on that. You you're welcome to uh, to text in at five one four eight hundred. Uh this is a toughie. My husband forces me to perform sexual acts I don't want to. I tell him no, but somehow he always wears me down, and I just do whatever, so he leaves me be. I have learned to be a robot when it comes to sex. How do I make this stop? And it's signed by slowly dying inside. And this makes me very sad to hear this, that somebody is suffering with sex. This is what we would call spousal rape, actually, if you want the real word for it. And, you know, he's he might say, well, you're consenting. You're not consenting. You're submitting. There's a big difference when a partner wears somebody down. That is not what we call consent. That is not enthusiastic consent. By getting the yes because you want to shut up your partner or you just want to get it over with or what have you is not 
the kind of consent we're talking about when we're talking about consent. So uh, I find this very sad. I think you should be speaking to a professional about this. You need to figure out either how to get out of that relationship or get yourself into therapy with your partner if you want to stay or if your partner is amenable to that or, or wants to. Maybe he's he's ignorant as to, you know, I don't know, maybe he has certain expectations. I have seen couples where this is the case, where the uh, the man is quite traditional and, and might have certain expectations about what the, a wife's duty is, for example. And sometimes when they, they land up in my office, they, they get straightened out a little bit with, with that. So, um, uh, that's the least of it. You need to you need to get yourself into therapy, and you need to uh, if you plan on or want to stay with this guy, then you should get yourselves as a, into couple therapy. Absolutely. Coming up, our ladies panel: Orla Johannes, Andrea Elias, and Maya Cooper. Join me. We'll talk about what the ladies reveal: the things they hate men do during sex what are some of the things that they hate them their that that partners or men do during sex it's uh, i have a a little list here a survey was done and we can review what the men said as well so that's coming up a safe place to work out the kinks in any relationship it's passion with cgad 800's dr Lori batito one of my favorite, favorite panels is the Passion View when the ladies get together, and it usually gets pretty steamy in here. If you want to know the female perspective on whatever topic, do text us at 514-800. Tonight, I want to ask the women the things they hate men doing during sex, and I will tell you what the men said and shared as well on Monday night. We've got with us tonight Orla Johannes and Andrea Elias, both the co-hosts of Now Trending on Sundays at 2 p.m. I think I'm on your show this weekend. Am yes, I not? you are. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about infidelity. Woo! Yes. Uh, and one of our regulars, Maya Cooper, is here. Hello. So welcome, ladies. So when the guys were here, I asked them, what do they hate? women doing during sex. And there was, a, I have a couple of articles on this, so I'm going to just uh, l- say a few of them. Uh, they uh, they don't like when you suggest watching porn together, but then you get jealous. Uh, lying back like a dead starfish. <laughs> uh, being self-conscious about your wobbly bits. Uh, only wanting to do it in the missionary position. Uh, making no effort to look sexy. And acting like you've done him a favor. So those are the things that uh, some of the things that men complain about. So we'll start with, what do you think uh, women complain? And listen, I know we women talk a lot amongst ourselves about sex. We probably, as women, talk more about sex than men do. Do you really think so? I really think so. I I absolutely think so. I think when men talk, and I hear this from guys who are the listeners of other men talking about it, that because, you know, the men who come to see me have certain issues, obviously, and so they don't share with these guys. But the the only thing the guys will talk about is the great sex they had. They will not talk about 
you know, I ejaculated really quickly last night. Like they're not, you know, <laughs> or my partner. I just couldn't get her to orgasm. Like they would not. But we would be talking about oh, we these w- things. I think we're more likely to talk about it than if we have a great experience. We're more likely for a negative experience to call up our girlfriends or crack open a bottle yeah. of wine and start sharing everything. Exactly. Like, oh, my God, this what happened. It was, you know, whatever it was. So we are far more likely to talk amongst ourselves. So we've heard women's complaints. We've all heard women's complaints. So I'm, I'm not necessarily asking you specifically what you don't like about your partner, but in general, what do you think women complain the most about? Maya, do you want to start? How long do I have? <laughs> <laughs> See how long it takes us to get through this. Okay. <laughs> so the first caveat is that, I don't know, when I'm with my girlfriends, we talk a lot about this kind of stuff, about the relationship stuff, about the sex stuff. It's not always the happy stuff. It's, you know, like Andrea said. So um, top three, mm-hmm. let's limit it to top three. <laughs> wow. Uh, there's more. <laughs> comments, comments about um, imperfect bodies coming from men towards the woman, one one thing. Mm-hmm. Um, men and their ease with uh, letting out bodily noises, sounds, and smells during sex. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Which okay. I can't even get my head around because as a woman, never, ever, <laughs> like ever, not for a million dollars. And the third thing um, is the is sort of trying to push into positions that the body just doesn't go. Like, I get that that's sexy, but I'm not a gymnast. I mean, hypothetically speaking, I'm not a gymnast. Of course, it's not about me, but yes. So those are some of the things I hear or can concur with. I definitely agree with your number one there. I think um, I hear that from girlfriends too, um, that women do dislike the fact that men start to comment on women's bodies. Um, I think also these days with the internet, men are expecting women to look a certain way. And then, you know, some people might take their clothes off and they might not look the same way as some women on the internet. Likely they won't. Do (laughs) Do you really think guys expect us to look that way? I don't think so. I I don't think so. I'm not sure if that's a pressure maybe we put on ourselves. Yeah, more so. When I talk to men, they say, "You, we're the ones who worry about this that that they're thinking when they're not. They just want naked. They they don't really look at that." And I completely see where you understand what you're saying, but I think there's some men that lie about that topic and say, "Oh no, darling." You know, I'll take you the way you are. Meanwhile, while she's not home, he's on the internet. And what he really, really likes to see is something right. else. But, something and then they ask you to get a boob job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, Laurie. Uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but you know what? And if you apply to that, that's great. And then you feel great about yourself. <laughs> but there are some women that, um, you know, they're not going to go do that. And... If, if you're having sex and some man's saying that, you're going to knock their confidence. And the, 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 the most attractive thing about somebody is their confidence. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know? Agreed. Andrea, anything else? Yeah, I'd like to add. Um, <laughs> I, I feel like you've got a list going in your head. Now, you know what? When you it's brought bullet this up. Form. <laughs> rapid fire. No, when you brought this up, I had a flashback to my 20s. And um, my girlfriends and I talking about the jack. Are you familiar? Have you ever seen a jackhammer <laughs> yes. in a construction site? 
Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Men, no one likes this. It, you know the starfish that you were referring to earlier, Lord? Yes. The starfish is a result of the jack, okay? okay? Like, you don't need to move that quickly. It's not, it's supposed to, don't ever move that quickly. It's unnecessary. No matter how into it no you need think to you ram. are, it's not necessary. We are not having a good time when you do that. That This number is not one. a construction zone. Yeah, I can remember in my early 20s. How did your date go? Oh, it was fine, but he gave me the jack. No second date. No, we're done. Wrap it up. It's over. I never heard it called that before. Oh, well, the jackhammer. Yeah, I'm that's good. That they're being amazing. Yeah, eh? yeah, yeah. Instant well, turn off. Right, and, and sometimes guys that don't know because they see that in porn, right? So. Mm-hmm. You see a lot of Jack in porn. Like, that's right. <laughs> is that this where is, it comes from? That's as well. The, well, yeah, unfortunately, this is where a lot of men might go to say, oh, that's how women like it because the women yeah. in porn seem to love it, right? So, which of course, it's just fantasy. Another on the top of the list uh, that I had here is uh, men who confuse porn for real sex. And it might be those that maybe yes. do it that way yeah. or that treat the vagina in that manner perhaps i don't know i've never gone past that point that was it that was over a couple of texts here uh uh just drew says i can't stand it when my wife wears granny panties and i don't think she cares what my underwear looks like unless it's dirty (laughs) (laughs) yes see well that goes with the guys want their uh, women to look a bit sexy oh i have another one actually on that if i may is this whole idea around um you know lingerie yes. and and the fact that it doesn't stay on long enough to be appreciated right and women who go out of their way to to purchase or buy or try on or find something that makes them feel sexy or look good because we do all have some i guess preoccupations with how we come across or how we look and then it's it's either dark <laughs> or it doesn't stay on long enough to be appreciated like I, you almost want to return it to the store and say I, it turns out i didn't need it thanks <laughs> what about what about the guys who buy the lingerie for their partners but it's stuff they like that's another one but i find that's great because if you know it's so hard to guess when you're in the store what you should be purchasing Whereas if, you know, your partner's purchasing it for you, I don't know. I feel like you put it on and you know they're going to like it yes. and you're more confident and that's cool. But I mean, don't I don't me- like it. Like, what if I don't like it? Like, that's the thing. Yeah, I remember once I- my husband came home, he, there was the first and last time he ever bought me lingerie. <laughs> Actually, no, once I did wear, but one thing, it's like, I'm not wearing this. Like, it's um, tucked away and it's, you I, know. I mean, um, I wouldn't even worry what he brought home. I, if that's what you like, I'm going to wear it. I have to say, like, my husband does often frequently buy me lingerie. Nice. Yeah. Okay. And I, I like it. I'm clueless. I always think when I go into the store, <laughs> things are cheesy, and I just end up leaving. So this has been, it's worked out really nicely. So it works out nicely good. because you're yeah. wearing it to please I mean, him anyway, so he can choose it. There's been a few pieces that's kind of look like skin pushing through a tennis racket <laughs> when I put it on with all the things. <laughs> I know the outfit you mean. <laughs> It must be a trend right now. <laughs> not one you'd wear out on the red not, carpet, not, darling. No, no. <laughs> it's funny. My my, when we're about to step out somewhere, we're going to some kind of a party, or we're, and I and you know you do the natural thing. You turn to your husband and you or your partner, and you say, "How does this look?" Or did you do you like this better than this? Or this one? Oh, there's too much showing. And he's often he'll often say to me. No, no, no. That's that's the one. Like, and it's super sexy. And maybe it's not even appropriate for wherever we're going. And I'm like, what are you talking about? But because he likes it, he wants me to wear it. So on one hand, that's flattering because he want he likes how it looks. And I guess he 
he wants me. He's not afraid for me to show that off. Yeah. And on the, on the other hand, I think I think that he's crazy. Like, <laughs> you, I can't leave the house and that the children shouldn't seem hearing this. Are you crazy? So funny. You know, what men find attractive or... What about this one? Not, nobody mentioned this one. Uh, the one thing, this is a number two on the list, pushing your head towards your penis. Oh, <laughs> oh no, no, no. Don't do that. Well, I, unless you want me to throw up on you. But yeah. that's aggressive. Like, that's a no-no, that right? That feels aggressive to yeah, women. Yeah, that's a yeah. no. Right. So, the, so, so again, I think well, the root of... how you really feel after. No, I, <laughs> I think the root of a lot of what you're talking about is porn. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. because where do they get that idea, yeah, or or what? Do they well, see they're not it? teaching that when they're getting the biology book out. No. Do you know what I mean? No. Let's be honest. No, Clearly. no. Right. A couple of texts. What if he buys you a strap on? <laughs> would oh. you use that? <laughs> what would that say? I don't know. If it came with a beautiful bracelet, I might think about it. If it was sparkly, what if it was gold? <laughs> exactly. Show the diamonds next to it. I'm good. Uh, on the topic of lingerie, I often buy my boyfriend different colored jock straps or assless underwear. He feels sexy knowing that it turns me on. So I have to think that there's something to do with that in a heterosexual That's awesome. relationship. Another one says men who don't want to kiss. That's something they, they hate. I don't I've met too many men who don't want to kiss. Yeah. But I guess it exists. I need kissing. Yeah. Most people need mm-hmm. uh, kissing when instructed during sex or before. Okay. That's another Say that one. again. When instructed during sex, like do this, do that, move here, oh. move there. But then we could talk about sexual communication. But so isn't that a domination thing? Well, maybe it could be. Uh, the things that women hate men doing during sex. I think we're going to carry this one and, and see because we got lots of texts about that for some reason. Way more popular than the things that men hated. Go figure. All uh, right, now let's check in with the CJD 800 newsroom. The following program contains mature subject matter. Listener discretion is advised. From the pleasure and the politics to the hang-ups and the heartbreak, you're listening to Passion, CJD 800. Oh, my goodness. There are so many texts here. (laughs) Women revealing the things they hate men doing during sex. We did not get this response from the men. when They they, they don't seem to hate too many things, it seems. Women have a longer list. (laughs) Holy cow. Uh, Here we've got the Passion View. Orla, Johannes, Andrea Elias, and Maya Cooper in studio with us. So let me just share some of our texts. Men who are self-conscious about their baldness. Uh, another one says, thank you for mentioning the jackhammer. I had to end a budding relationship over that one. So thank you, Andrea. (laughs) See, and another one says just pounding away, uh, jackhammer style or forever in missionary, uh, having a dirty home or room. So distracting and gross, uh, thinking and acting like his penis is glory and the best thing they can do and give for me or to me. <laughs> Here's the trophy, baby. Uh, not listening and not acting on instructions about how to please me manually, orally, or with his penis. Uh, just doing something without asking first. Having a discussion before the sexual situation, even if I do end up being okay with it. So asking for consent. Um Obviously, you know, sexually assault me in any way. That's uh, a given. Yeah. Uh, but somebody did say pushing my head on his penis, uh, not wanting to cuddle after. Um, yeah. Falling so. asleep <laughs> after. 
Uh, Drew also says, when men talk about sex, they just talk like pigs. How do women talk? <laughs> I would say we might even be raunchier sometimes. Yeah. I mean, I'd say we're raunchier. that I've heard come out or even maybe potentially <laughs> even said myself. Hypothetically <laughs> speaking. I mean, hypothetically, of course, you know. Think, uh... So it's not just my group of friends because Ooh, I'm no. in there, right? Okay. I just wanted to check that because no. it's hard for me to know since I'm the one, you know, talking. So I think, are they just talking about sex because they know I... Like, I talk about sex, and as it turns out, no, all women do. I think so. Yeah. Women can be very raunchy when they talk about sex, I find. I, and I'm not I'm not saying it in a complaining way. I, I'm one of them. I, I, like, there's no holds barred. Yeah. Well, I, In my I think, experience. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know how other people's friendships work, but I, the women in this room all have these conversations. <laughs> I think it depends who which group of friends you're speaking with. Because, I mean, if you're with a group of friends who, like, you go out as couples all together all the time, you travel together, I don't know if I'd open up, right. you know, heart-to-heart conversations there. Not that I have anything to complain about, but if, like, say if I, Andrea and I were, like, out on the Raz, as it were, with a glass of wine, <laughs> and, we, and we're like, do you remember so-and-so? Oh, i got a story to tell you about that one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but, right. You know, I, I, w- I would... Right, you you, you know who you're sharing, you, exactly. you're able to share with, yeah, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that would uh make sense well somebody said i once fell asleep giving oral oh yeah I, I, I would guess i would guess that would not be good <laughs> for the man that's or a woman for the woman i have no idea so i i would think both either gender would not be uh be happy <laughs> with that no. I'm, not, I'm not sure what's I'm, I'm not sure if it's worse to fall asleep getting it because what does that say to the person giving it to you too I'm like wow well, well, it's that good it could, it's yeah. not that it's that good it's hard work yeah it's like it, it could be tiring not to re- not to receive it not to receive to receive it. oh if the receiver fell asleep yes oh well that might be okay i think, yeah. I think that's awful i think it's terrible awful. terrible but it might be so relaxing. I don't know. Is it supposed to be though? Yeah, that's I mean, not Laura, the goal. The right now, it's supposed oh, to be arousing, not okay. not not that relaxing. What an effect, right? Uh, so there was a, a study done about looking at couples who communicate um, about sex. So couples who communicate more about sex do have. Uh, better sex. Now, we know amongst ourselves, we talk a lot about sex. Do you get the sense that your friends and the women you hang out with are equally open with their partners, that they communicate with their partners as much as they might communicate with you about sex? Anecdotally, I can say that my friends, I mean, just off the top of my head, the ones that do have that communication, I believe, are, I mean, the way they talk about it are having more sex than the ones who don't. But again, that's anecdotally. Maybe that's, you know, the ones who are talking about it are also more comfortable talking to their partners about it. I don't know. I think yeah, that right. makes sense, though. I mean, it's great if you're um, comfortable talking about sex with your partner. But there's so many people that might not be confident enough. They're too shy. Okay, just for the record, I'm not too shy. <laughs> you probably for know. the record. That's shocking. <laughs> I know, but, aren't you surprised, Maya? Shocked. But can you imagine like some people who don't have enough confidence, they're shy, it's a touchy topic as it is. It's it's a shame that they, you know, can't feel comfortable enough talking about it because it's it's all for the better, you know. Of course. And then sex can be awkward when you're when yeah. you're that shy and yeah. Uh, you know, then if you don't want to initiate because you're shy and then the other person doesn't want to initiate because they're shy yeah. and nobody talks about it. And so yeah. what ends up happening yeah. over time, 
they play the avoidance game. Exactly. Right? Do, do you think that um, more and more these days, it, it's less because it's less of a taboo subject. I'm making an assumption. I don't know that it is. I just think that that there's there's probably a lot more. Uh, we're a lot more liberal as a society now, maybe than we were even a generation ago. Mm -hmm. So I'm assuming that people are talking about it more, and then I'm assuming that couples are probably talking about it more. So do you know that to be true? Like in your practice, for example, do you see that? I still see that people have difficulty talking. I, I Just because they hear about it. Listen, I, I've been on the air for 30 years doing talking to people about sex. <laughs> so it's like lots of generations have, have, have heard the talk. I don't know if it translates into more talk within the relationship. I'm hoping, I'm hoping that more and more people feel comfortable uh, talking. But again, those are taboo subjects still. Mm -hmm. They're not that they're taboo. They're they're like, uh, you don't know how to approach it. It's like talking about money. You know, there's certain things like money can also be a difficult issue to bring up in a relationship and, and same with sex. But I feel like it's also patterns that you form in the relationship because I know I've been in relationships where we've communicated very openly about it and then in other ones less so and it's sort of hard once you're already in the relationship and you're sort of in that pattern to out of the blue bring right. up, bring it up right, right? and then right. sometimes that can almost be awkward at that point exactly like why you bring this up what's happening like yeah. well, where'd this come mm -hmm. from and you're absolutely right so it's so so you're making a good point is that you yourself as an individual has have to be comfortable, more comfortable expressing yeah. your sexual self verbally as well. And that will facilitate the conversation. Mm -hmm. So imagine if two people meet who are both comfortable in their sexuality and comfortable expressing themselves, then it's much more likely that it will start off with sexual communication rather than like, you know, three years down the road. Maybe we should talk about this. <laughs> you haven't been exactly doing it right. You know, like, you know, what? and then it's like, whoa, I haven't told him in three years that he's missing the spot. Like, how am I going to bring it up now? Right? For sure. And also to Andrea's point about couples, uh, about, with regards to couples who've been together a long time, I would imagine too that in terms of patterns, you're forming patterns and the longer you go without breaking the pattern or interrupting the pattern long enough to have that discussion, you're just going to find yourself three, 30 years down the road doing the same thing, maybe in complete misery, who knows? Just this idea that if you don't somewhere, someone's at some point you need to punch in there and just Put it all on the table. Yeah, and th that actually happens in therapy quite a bit. So couples who end up seeing me because they have developed these sexual problems may have been married for many, many years and never really talked about sex. Finally, in my office, they have no choice but to talk about sex. So it, it kind of opens up that can of worms, and then we we can start really addressing Probably it. Probably very liberating, I would yeah, imagine, yeah. for them. It's a, and it's a skill. It's mm -hmm. a skill yeah. that they, uh, they learn. I mean, some people might be scared because they don't know how the other person is going to react. Right. That's well. That's part of the problem. But yeah. we should know how to be able to to communicate those things. Coming up, we're going to talk about egalitarian couples. They too are having more sex. Why is that? We'll ask uh, the ladies on our Passion View here. Passion with Dr. Lori Batido on CJAD eight hundred.
The ladies in studio, the Passion View, Orla Johannes, Andrea Elias, and Maya Cooper. Uh, Orla and Andrea do, uh, they co-host the Now Trending show Sundays at 2 p.m. And you can hear me on that show talking about infidelity uh, this uh, this week. So we've been talking a lot about, uh, well, you know, sex and guys, <laughs> what we like, what we don't like. We've had a lot of people uh, comment as well. So many more people telling us what they don't like, like all these women. Holy crap. All right. Uh, so now I want to talk. move on to, we we're talking about the couples that have more sex. So couples who communicate more about sex tend to have a better sex life. That's number one. The other thing, though, the couples who continue to thrive sexually when they started to study trends, because the trends are that people are actually having less sex in the last few generations and probably due to being single later and all kinds of other things. Mm -hmm. But the couples who are thriving sexually are the group that would consider themselves egalitarian couples. In other words, couples who shared the housework, couples who shared in the child rearing, like truly where they felt there was a fairness in there. So I just want to know what you think about that because it does have an impact on intimacy and such. So if I tell my husband that we're going to be having more sex if you help out a bit more, you think that's going to work? <laughs> we can make ourselves what, more What do you say? Well, I want to know. What do you think he'd say? <laughs> you know what? That's a really good question, Laurie. Yeah. You're going to have to ask him and then come back to the panel and inform I'm us. Have to, or maybe I'll text him in a minute and get the answer. In fact, there was another study that was done and women cited that the one thing that turned them on the most, which had nothing to do with sex, had to do with when their partner did something without being asked. Not oh. sexually. Around the but, house. Yeah, so. without being asked. And so they called this now chore play instead of foreplay. Uh-huh. So maybe you want to talk to your husband about Sure play. play. But <laughs> let me make a note of that. <laughs> it makes sense though, because if you think about it, I mean, I'm sure when one person feels like they're doing more in certain departments, they're somewhat resentful towards their partner. And then at the end of the day, the last thing you want to do is engage in this intimate act with somebody that you have that you this resent. resentment. That's Not right. to mention the fact that if you are doing that much more in one area of the house, like whether it be at home, you're going to be exhausted. And when you're exhausted, right. nobody wants to have sex when they're exhausted. Right. Right. That, I don't think they realize that point. though, Andrea. They just think it's, you have to build the inner part of your day. What? You have to build him in to You have sex to build in? that in, having sex. You know, you, you've, you've picked up the children, you've fed them, you've bathed them, you've sat for an hour doing homework, you're catching up on the laundry. Like the, there's a checklist and I think they get very offended. If, if they're not on that checklist. If you're not on the checklist, lingerie and have sex. But do you other- feel like it though after you've done the, all those hundreds of tasks by yourself? Exactement. <laughs> <laughs> I hope he's listening. <laughs> but women in general, and you've said this a few times, women in general don't tend to be as switch it on at any point. For you men, can't just it's switch it on and off. Right, right. For, for women, they need to kind of be. They need to be revved up a bit in order to get to that same level of arousal. Yeah, as women men. are like dimmer switches; men are on-off switches. Yeah, for the most part. Oh, I yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We need time to to get up there. My husband just texted me. Yeah, what did he say? <laughs> he said, "Maybe you want to come home and slink into something sexy and wash some dishes." Hashtag <laughs> chore play. <laughs> How about?
about he does the dishes? Text him back. Yeah, and please tell him if the dishes are clean, the house is done, the laundry is all put away, you might just you know what he's good. In fact, I'm sure it'll all be done. Thank you know he's a good one, but that uh, chore play. That's funny. But that teamwork. But you see, the the reason why it works is because when you have that sense of fairness. You don't build resentment. That's number one. You feel valued, probably. You feel more valued, and you feel like a team, and you need that cooperation, and that cooperation is the foundation of good sex in the end. So you got to have a talk there, Orla. (laughs) It sounds like. i got to get some chore play going on. That's right. (laughs) So is this where I put him at the kitchen sink? Yes. Yes. And I'm in the lingerie. Yes. yes. Okay. Yeah. Well, no, you're you, you're uh, you're taking, taking care notes. of yourself. He's doing the dishes while you're taking a bath and you're relaxing and maybe reading a book and then it'll be like, "Oh, look at that. He's letting me like I'm having a relaxing time because he's taken over." I, I Doesn't don't that think feel I want nice? to go home tonight if he's listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think he would say? I think I'm just going to go put the lingerie on again to just get on with it. <laughs> Come do the dishes at my house. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, this this person writes, I, I, you tell me what you think about this. As a mature woman, I never discuss my intimate affairs with anyone. Aside from being inappropriate, it also betrays the partner you shared your intimacy with, which if you truly respect them, not to mention yourself as well, you would never be gossiping about such confided vulnerabilities and mutual intimate affairs with others like a bunch of immature, impressionable adolescents as truly mature ladies. So we I don't shouldn't agree with that. be talking about it on right, the radio? The, yeah, <laughs> right. At the, the radio at yeah. all. Oops. The, I, have a, I, I don't have a, call that gossiping to I me. I have a close friend who feels, maybe not with the maturity commentary, but I have a close friend who, who won't, she just won't talk about that. She's happy to engage in the conversation. She's not insulted if women want to have that. She sits around and, and enjoys the conversation, but she's never open to sharing. And she ha- she feels that sharing is is a betrayal to him right maybe because we know him or maybe because she just she's very old-fashioned that way and it's interesting i think that there's i think there's just just different Different beliefs about that right do you feel it's a betrayal in that way i i don't because Mm -hmm. i i'm always open to sharing with my girlfriends but i'll tell you when when i was here last month and we talked about the kinds of sharing you do with all girls versus the kinds of sharing you do on a weekend away with couples right and mm-hmm. that's where i i clearly i almost had that conscious understanding of myself that as soon as there are men involved i'm not willing to share because right. because i there's almost it's almost like this vault of trust that you have with other women it's like it's like a sisterhood i don't even know how exactly. to explain it that's women, how i feel women who meet for the first time are open to sharing it's it's just there's an understanding it's almost an unspoken understanding that it's okay to share and that what i tell you and you tell me even if we're meeting for the first time and whether we see each other ever again in our lives you just i don't know is it's not gossip do you get, that's the thing do you agree? we're not gossiping about other people we're talking about ourselves and talking it through and talking it through and this is how women often deal with with issues and why they tend to have better mental health because they talk it through they yeah. don't keep it all in and that's that's I mean, a fact you know it depends on who you are you wouldn't discuss it if you were ladies who lunch and having a nice afternoon tea at like in, no. in London with the ladies you know <laughs> you, you 
You have to pick and your people. Is there. And mummy yeah. <laughs> And pick so, your environments. Exactly. Of course, of course. So I thought, oh, good Lord, I can't say that. Um, I thought <laughs> I'd just update you. The yes. husband is listening and he says... It, the nanny does the chores. So um, sex for chores doesn't work, Laurie, with a nanny around doing the chores. And, and his next comment is, I'm showering, get ready. <laughs> we know what Earl is doing when she gets home. Oh, man. That's almost as bad as when we, yes. Maya, your husband's standing at the window while we dropped you <laughs> up at home waiting for you, naked. We could see him. <laughs> oh, man. I'd love to spend more time with you ladies. It's never enough time. We get so, we have so much fun. Thank you so much for Thank being you. here. Really, really Thank appreciate you. it. Our pleasure. Thanks to Dave Simon, our technical producer, and thanks to all of you who shared your comments. We had uh, tons of comments from you tonight. Uh, you can connect with me on social media at Dr. Lori Batito or through my website, drlori.com. Andrea Orla, where can people connect with you? Um, I'm on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Orla Johannes. And I'm Andrea Elias1 on Instagram. And don't let's remember, now trending. Now tre- Exactly, now trending show on Facebook and Instagram. So you can see what Andrea and I are getting up to all the time. That's wink, right. Wink, wink. <laughs> wink, wink. Talking about what? <laughs> uh, Sundays at uh, 2 p.m. right here on CJD. And Maya, well, you can find her all over the place too, right? <laughs> A little bit Maya everywhere. Oh, yeah, everywhere actually, and nowhere. Ex- everywhere and nowhere. She doesn't actually want to be found, so don't go looking for her. <laughs> off of How's that? Exactly. Leave her alone. Uh, coming up next here on CJD, the CTV National News. Have a great rest of the evening, and remember to live your life with passion.